Hello, I'm Neil Quigley and welcome to my podcast. Jeremy Corbyn said this week that the Prime Minister's EU updates are like Groundhog Day. He may have a point, but that is a bit rich for the man who basically wants to reverse everything the Tories did in the 80s, which on reflection, I guess is a bit more like Back to the Future. A Conservative MP has written to universities asking for the names of any professors who teach about Brexit. If you're lecturing in politics and you do not mention it, that would be more of a crime, surely. MPs will not decide how to repair the crumbling Houses of Parliament for another 18 months. It contains asbestos and outdated cabling and they are basically sinking. Andrea Leadsom says previous governments have been patching and mending without fixing which is the perfect way to describe the last 10 years of British politics. The Japanese Prime Minister this week called a snap election, probably inspired by how well that worked out for Theresa May. The UK government wanted to set up an internal warning system to monitor and react to decisions made by President Donald Trump, but then they just decided to follow his Twitter feed instead. With his new travel security plans, Donald Trump appears to be trying to make America great again by doing his best not to let anybody go there, which is exactly the opposite of what made the country great in the first place. Global wine production is set to hit its lowest level for more than 50 years. Brilliant. Right at the time we all need more wine to cope with the state of the world, there is suddenly less. Dr Martin's boots are big in Japan. Mind you, so is everything that is slightly larger than normal size. China lifts its ban on stinky cheese after they decided they can and bear it. By 2019, it is predicted that there will be 70 million people in the United Kingdom, making it even harder to get a decent 4G signal anywhere. New Zealand are set to ban foreign buyers from buying existing homes in the country in an effort to keep soaring property prices under control. If they did that in England, the London housing market would collapse and the Russians would have nowhere to launder their money. The lights have been turned back on in Piccadilly Circus in London. I walk past that area lots and I will be honest, I forgot they were not even there. But thinking about it now, I've not had the urge to buy televisions or fizzy drinks as much when I was in that area. Plans are in place to charge older cars which throw out more pollution to come into central London, possibly encouraging more people to come into town using those oxygen and rose petal spraying trains. The Lonely Planet Guide is promoting Britain as one of the best valued travel destinations in the world thanks to the falling pound. Well, at least that's good for tourism. Good to have at least one growth industry. This week saw the release of the breastfeeding woman emoji. While I applaud this as a forward step, I really don't know how many times you would actually require this in a text message or on social media. How often does this come up in conversation? Gambling features in 95% of TV adverts during live football. I mean, what are the chances of that? Crew Alexander's club captain Chris Dagnall was stopped from coming on as a substitute in his side's football match because he could not remove his wedding ring and rules state you are not allowed to wear any jewellery. Finally, a ring that guarantees attached men cannot play the field. Roy Hodgson is finding out that the crystal in Crystal Palace does not mean how valuable the club is, it just explains how delicate and easy to break down their defences. After Ryan Brewster's hat-trick against Brazil sends England under-17s through to the World Cup final, I think we are safe to start planning a completely new and different version of the film Brewster's Millions.
Did you hear about the five-year-old Huddersfield Town fan who found £5 at the stadium and sent it with a lovely letter to the goalscorer and man of the match in their game against Manchester United? It's a sweet and beautiful gesture, but that kid really does need to learn how much Premier League footballers already get paid. A handwritten note by Albert Einstein giving advice on a happy life sold for £1.19 million. That is what famous people had to do in the past to get their message across, as that was in the days before they could all be misquoted on Twitter. The full new Doctor Who cast have been released, proving the theory that Bradley Walsh really does have to be in everything for 15 minutes. George Michael looks set to top the album charts 10 months after his death. It is ultimately counterproductive in the end, but in the world of music, death is always good for business. One of the last letters written on the Titanic has sold for over £150,000 auction. It's on the ship's headed paper, but virtually unreadable due to the water damage. Mind you, alarm bells would be ringing if that was not the case. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.